Thanks for joining us online today. We're really glad you're with us. Yeah, Core Church is a place of hope, healing, peace, and purpose. And we want you to come see us at 10 a.m. any Sunday. And if we can be of any support to you, we'd love to connect with you. There's lots of links in the description below, whether that's prayer or support in any way. We pray that this message is going to both encourage you and inspire you. What is, it, what is it you need? What is it that you think you have to have in this life? Like, I just think this moment is just a moment just to realize, like, is it, is it, is he really enough? Or, or can, can we just be real in here? Sometimes he is not enough for me. Sometimes he's not enough. And I'm the preacher. But I, I got these things that I want, these things that I want to accomplish, these things that I need, that, that if I just if I have, have this. The series, we're talking about presence and power. And his presence and power are in this place. And his presence and power are all that you need. Come on, tell somebody, come on, turn to somebody and tell them, he is all you need. He is all you need. You got a Bible and you want to get a head start? Let's go to John chapter 20. John chapter 20. What is this? Chief's uh, tissue up here. Take your stuff back, Curtis. You need that, man. All I need is Jesus, people. All I. And a win, a win would be nice too, but all I need is, is Jesus. John chapter 20. Um, so if you don't have a Bible, if you're new to church, uh, Uversion and Bible Hub are great apps. I use those all the time. Uh, on Uversion is where you'll find our, our daily devotion. That's one of our core practices is daily devotions. And you can find your devotion on Uversion. I use that every week. And i um, so thankful for that to be a guide. Sometimes you need a guide. Like, I don't know where to start. Anybody know where to start? Like, you're like, where do I start? Do I just open and pick and point? Like, that's a horrible, horrible way to, uh, to search the scriptures. And so we try to help with that. And we also have um, journals and a Lord's Prayer Guide in, in the lobby. Those are free, by the way. If you want those, you can, you can just take those. So our word for this year is inconvenient faith. That convenient Christianity is the enemy of your soul. But uh, convenience is what we all lean to, right? I mean, in life, it's nice to have things that are convenient, but following Jesus is not easy. That's why we have these eight core practices. Like if you're new to church, new to Jesus, you don't know anything about Christianity, as followers of Jesus, these are the practices that we follow. Now, what's important is these practices do not save us. Okay? There's no salvation found in doing these practices. That's called works, and we aren't saved by works lest anyone should boast. So we aren't saved by these things, but we have these eight practices. Now, as you look at those, if you're new to church and new to Jesus, you're like, man, that's a lot of stuff. You people really do that stuff? Yes, we do, because we are passionate about Jesus and following him, and we know that hope, healing, peace, and purpose are only found in Jesus. 
It's why we're in the Word of God every day. It's why we, you, like every day, you would, every day we read the Word of God. Why would we do that? It is a compass. It is true north. It reminds us amongst all the noise, all the different ways in which the world is trying to move me and steer me and make me go. I'm telling you, this is my north star. It's why this is not the only environment that we gather. Like some of y'all, like you, you have other things you do. We have other things we do. We get together in core groups. Come on, give it up for your core group right now. Come on, celebrate for your core group. Because we know we need one another. We know it's a joke to try to come in here and this be the only thing. Because we've tried it. Haven't you tried that before? I don't need nobody. Just me and Jesus and we're good. What? I can tell you, that don't work for me. I need you. I Turn to somebody and tell them, I need you. I, I need you, okay? Some of y'all are single right now and you're looking for her. Where's she at? I need you. I need you. Thus saith the Lord. So, but, but they're inconvenient practices, right? How <laughs> I many you know reading the word every day? Come on, somebody. Where, when are you going to find time to do that? I'm going I'm to help you, okay? I'm going to preach a real short, quick message here on how to read the scripture. I'm going to give you the easiest way to read the scripture. Get up 15 minutes earlier. Don't tell me you don't have, I don't have time. I'm so busy. I don't have, get up 15, get, turn to somebody and tell them, get up 15 minutes earlier. Get up 15 minutes. <laughs> some, some of y'all like, you're turning to your kids, your teenagers right now. Did you hear the preacher? Get your butt out of bed. All right. Uh, but we know that we can't exist without all of these things in our lives. And, and so we're focused right now on this practice. All year long we've been walking through these practices and we're talking about this practice of Sunday worship. And if you're new, this is crazy. And if you don't know much about Jesus, like we do this every week. Like we don't just like show up like first Sunday. First Sunday is when we gather in this room and we do. We're here like every week. You're like, you're like some of y'all like, you come here every week? Yeah, we come here every week. Every week, because because it it, it 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 just brings us back to center. Oh yeah, this is what life's about. Oh yeah, I'm getting all jacked up. Oh yeah, this is what I worship. Come on, somebody, this is what I worship. This is who I worship. But it's inconvenient. Come on, how hard was it to get here just today? How many of you almost? You have to raise your hands. Don't raise your hand. How many almost didn't come? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, where you're like, man, this ain't going to happen. I don't know if I'm going to be able to make it. Yeah, but you, you got here. Come on, high five somebody. Tell them you got here. You got here. God is in this place. So Pastor Jeff Henson, my good friend, kicked off the series last week. We talked about uh, presence and power and possibility. Today I want to talk to you about presence, power, and peace. The peace of God. So let's, let's go now to uh, John's Gospel, chapter 20. I read out of the New Living Translation. If you're new to the scriptures, John was a disciple. So he wrote down all the stories of following Jesus. And this is a story right after his resurrection. This is the very first recording in scripture of a Sunday worship service. The very first worship service. And we've got it in writing. Here it is in verse 19. Go to chapter 20, verse 19. It says, that... Sunday evening. Anybody remember Sunday night church? Let's bring it back. Nobody amen that. Okay, all right. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Uh, 
That Sunday evening, the disciples were meeting behind locked doors because they were afraid of the Jewish leaders. And then suddenly, Jesus was standing there among them. Peace be with you, is what he said. It's what he's saying to you today. Peace, peace be with you. As he spoke, he showed them the wounds in his hands and his side. And I can't imagine this moment. They, they were filled with joy when they saw the Lord. Again, he said, peace be with you. As the Father has sent me, so, so I'm sending you. And then he breathed on them and he said, receive the Holy Spirit. Father, thank you for this beautiful gift called the Scriptures. Speak to us, we pray. Help us to understand your peace. Help us to understand your presence and your power today. In Jesus' name. And everybody said, Amen. Amen. Okay, now you can be seated. I grew up in church. I, I know nothing other than my life centered around the church. I'm so grateful uh, to my parents for that. I was, if the church doors were open, I, I was there at church. My life has always been centered around it. And on Sunday morning, there were uh, two options for church. There was children's church, and then there was what they called back in the day, big church. Some of y'all know what I'm talking about, big church. I loved, I loved children's church back in the day. I, I lo- it was so much fun to go and hang out with my buddies and the fun and the excitement of, of children's church. And I just love being back there. It was so much fun with, and I still remember the people that ran our kids' ministry at Visalia First Church of the Nazarene, Eddie and Donna Edwards. I mean, they were fun. And, and by the way, they weren't on staff. They were volunteers. They were just part of the volunteer ministry team that ministered to kids. How many of you have either worked in our kids' ministry or are currently serving in our kids' ministry. Raise, raise your hand. Where are you at? Where are you? Wow. Come on. Can we love all these people for a moment? Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for what you have done. I mean, you, I, mean I, I am a product of children's ministry. I don't know if that's selling point or not. So <laughs> some of you are like, I'm going to go get my kids out of kids' church right now if that's what's going to happen. How, how many of you... Um, How many of you did grow up going to children's church? Raise your hand. Keep your hands up. Raise your hand. Now, I want everybody to look around. This this is the power of kids' ministry. Keep your hands up. Look around. This is the power of kids' ministry. You put your hands down. Like this, this is why we pour so many dollars into our kids' ministry. This is why I implore you to serve any possible way you can in our kids' ministry. Here's, here's what we know. 75% of people who come to faith in Jesus come to faith in Jesus before the age of 14. I mean, 7.5 people out of 10, okay? I don't know how you get half a kid saved, but some of y'all worked in kids' ministry. You're like, you're saved. You're good. Just keep moving. Just you're good. Get on up there in the middle school ministry. Let them have you now. <laughs> but most, most people come to faith at that age. And I, I just love being in there because I love the songs. They had such great songs. And I love the songs because I like to move. Some of y'all may not know that about me, but I like to move. And, and I like motion. And I get in here on a Sunday morning. Sometimes I'm like, I wish I was in kids' church right now. Because y'all are like, not for a minute was I... <laughs> 
forsaken. Ooh, look at me, I'm worshiping now. <laughs> we had these songs, though, back in the day. Um, one of them was like, uh, it was this weird fight song, like, I may never march in the infantry, ride in the cavalry, shoot the artillery. Whoa, all right. But I'm... That was it. I, that was my favorite part right there. The boys section was always like, yes, sir. My favorite was fly over the enemy because I could just go poof and just hit my buddies. So great. Love that. It, it was fun. I, I loved kids ministry. Um, the one thing I, I loved too was that you, if you, they had this big giant frog that was made out of paper mache and it had candy in it. And if you brought your friends, you brought your Bible you could get candy. And I, I just remember trying to manipulate and get all my friends there, bring them my Bible, not for the sake of my love for Jesus, but for my sake of the love of Snickers. I, I, I had to get me some candy. I was thinking, we should probably do that here. Maybe I'll start bringing your friends. We'll just have a little paper mache thing up here. You come get candy. Bring your, anybody bring your Bible this morning? Anybody? Anybody bring your A real Bible. A real Bible. This is a real Bible right here. Real Bible. I'm kidding. I'm just messing with you on that, sort of. And then there was big church. Only reason as a kid you were in big church is because you was in trouble. <laughs> I spent a lot of time in big church. I don't know how this happens, but I, got, I managed to get kicked out of children's church multiple times. So that kid that you don't like in kids' church, guess what? He's going to be a preacher someday. Come on, somebody. I'm testifying up in here. It just happens. That's right. Like, that's, some of y'all looking at your kids right now. See that? You mind yourself next time. Some of these little kids right now, I'm not going to be a preacher, am I? Why am I in here? Please take me back to the kids' room. But I just remember, uh, I, I mean, to get kicked out of kids' church, that's like getting kicked out of Disney World. That's the equivalent of that. But I managed, and when I went in there, I was always having, you have to sit next to mama, Right? And back in the day, they didn't have phones and tablets to buy you time. Like some of y'all kids right now, you just give your parents, you just give your kid a phone or a tablet. Back in the day, all we had was an offering envelope and a golf pencil. That's all we had. You're going to make the most of that moment. So let me ask you, why are you in big church today? Why are you here? Did you get in trouble? Need a golf pencil? Need an offering envelope? I mean, are, are, you, here, are you here out of obligation? Well, I mean, they kind of need to be here because that's to call myself followers. Jesus. I guess I need to be in church. Are you here, are you here because of fear or, or maybe uh, uh, guilt in that, you know, like, well, I mean, I, I got to get to church on Sunday at least every once in a while because, see, God, I mean, like right now you're like, see, I'm in, I'm in your house. I'm, I'm here. We're, we good, right? We good? Okay, all right. See you in six weeks. I mean, are, are you here because it was just an open date on the calendar? Are, are you here? I mean, like, you know, your kids have got activities, you've got activities, different things, obligations, and you're like, well, this, I think we could go, this is the open date. Yeah, this was the one that worked for us, so I'm going to come on, on this day to worship my Lord and Savior and creator of the universe, if I can fit him in. 
Or are you here today because maybe you say, I am here for hope. I am here because I need healing. I'm here because I need some peace amongst the midst of the chaos in my life. Are you here because of purpose? Your life, you say, I, my life has no purpose. It has no meaning. I don't know which end is up. And I, I knew I needed to be in the house of God. I needed a touch of God. I needed to feel his presence today and his power, which is available to you. Amen? Maybe you're here today because you say, I'm here, preacher, because of my passion and my devotion and my love for my Savior. Like, there's no other reason I would come. I, I ain't got nothing else. I mean, where, like Peter said to Jesus, Jesus, when everybody left Jesus, when they stopped attending church, and he turns to his disciples and said, you going to leave? You going to stop attending on church on Sunday too? And he said, Peter goes, I don't even know where we would go. And maybe that's for you today. You say, where else would I be on a Sunday? I, I, I make none. My kids don't do these things. We don't do these things. I don't do these things because this is it for me because Jesus is my everything and I got to be in his house and I got to be worshiping with God's people. Like That's why you're here. So these disciples, they're gathering for this very first worship service, so to speak. And they're gathering, though, and their only expectation is arrest. They're thinking they're going to get arrested. And they're gathering because they're just afraid of what might happen. And then suddenly Jesus shows up. Like not only are we here, but God is here. God's presence is in this place. I'm going to say that again, and you're going to give me the biggest amen you got. God's presence is in this place. Amen. Look what the scripture says in verse 19. It says, suddenly, everybody say suddenly. Suddenly, Jesus was standing there among them. Like what I want you to notice here is the exclamation point. Imagine, I don't think we can imagine this moment. And what this was like for them, I mean, he was dead. Jesus was dead. The revolution was over. Everything that he said and was going to happen is not going to happen. And now all of a sudden, he is walking through the wall. And suddenly, everything changed. If you're taking notes, write this down. Sundays are where suddenly moments can take place. Sundays are where suddenly moments can take place. You come in here, and everything is upside down. The chaos and the confusion. The, you come in here carrying the weight, and then, and then suddenly, suddenly Jesus shows up for you. Have you ever had a suddenly moment on a Sunday morning? You're like, like you're in the middle of it, like you're minding your own business, and then in the middle of a song, there's a line, it comes up on the screen, and you're like, I hope they sing that again. What was that? Because in that moment, suddenly hope came to you through a worship song. Maybe it's when you hear a message, and you hear it preached, and you hear a scripture, or you hear me say something, and then suddenly God shows up, and you have the answer you were looking for. You're like, there it is. Didn't have anything to do with my message at all, but God spoke to you in that moment. I can't tell you how many people have come up to me week after week and say, I needed that, and then they tell me what I said. I don't even remember saying it. 
I've had people tell me things I said that I know I didn't say. But I take credit for it. I mean, me and Jesus. I mean, some, sometimes it's the prayer team. The prayer team's up here in the front, and, and you get the courage, and you're bold enough. You say, I'm going to take a step beyond these, these communion altars. I need prayer. I need somebody to pray for me. And then in that moment, they put, place their hands on you, and they start to pray, and suddenly the Spirit of God falls on you. And his presence is manifested in you like you've not felt in a long time. And you walk away and you're like gliding back to the car. I mean, he just should, sometimes it's a person. Sometimes he just shows up in the people gathered in the seats. Why would he do that? Because you carry the spirit of the living God in you. That's why. That's why you have the spirit of the living God in you. You are the physical representation of Jesus on this planet. And sometimes, you ever had this? Somebody just smiles at you. It's the weirdest thing, man. Somebody will smile, and just in that moment, it's like, whew, the Holy Spirit speaks to you. Come on, turn to, turn to three people and just smile at them right now. Come on, smile at somebody right now. Smile. Give them a good smile. Yeah, I mean, Holy Spirit's moving all over this room right now. I mean, some of your parents right now are having a suddenly moment because your kid isn't in here with you. You're like, whoo, this is my suddenly moment right now, yeah. I'm in big church by myself. Thank you, Jesus. Spirit of God is moving. So why are you here? Are you, are you here today? Are you here today with the expectation that suddenly could take place? Are you here today? And did you come here with this anticipation and this expectation? Can, I, can we just be real? Most of us did not. Why? Because our lives are crazy. You got up, they made, you, you were up late last night, then this morning, alarm went off, you're like, 10 more minutes, 10 more minutes, 10 more minutes, 10 more minutes. Then you look over and you go, oh man, well, we're just going to miss the first song and the announcements and things like that. That doesn't matter. So we'll at least get there in time for the second, third song. We got we to go, we got to go, we got to go. And then you get up and then you laid out your clothes the night before. No. <laughs> you throw something on, you go look in the mirror and you're like, what is this? I can't. This is not working. Men, you're like, seriously, we got to go. I ain't going like this. Get to, then if you got kids, anybody got kids? Trying to wrestle that posse together, you know. Where's your shoe? Where is your shoe? You know what? Kick the other one off. We're going to pretend it's holy ground. Let's go to church. You just tell them you're walking on holy ground. That's what we're going to do. I mean, are you here with this sense of expectation? The truth is most of us are not. Can I tell you this? The disciples had no expectation. Zero expectation. They, they, all they were dealing with was fear and doubt. I mean, they're not, they're not praying. There ain't no testimony service breaking out. They're not singing, you know, look what the Lord has done. They're not doing any of that. I mean, they're, they're freaking out. But don't miss this. They, they could have scattered in all the chaos and all the confusion and all the doubt. They could have just said, see ya, and scattered, which they did do on the night that Jesus was arrested. But what's crazy, and amongst all their doubts and their confusion and their insecurities, they, they came together. That's the church. That's how we gather. We gather with our fear and our doubts 
and our insecurities and our wonders and our hopes, and we are waiting on suddenly together. Because when Jesus shows up, suddenly moments can take place. There is no other gathering like this on the planet. This cannot be duplicated. They're giving me a hard time about the Chiefs Raiders. I was at that game on Monday night at Arrowhead Stadium. Now, some of y'all, I'm being serious. Ain't time to chuckle. There's a time to laugh and time not to laugh. There's a time to mourn. You know what they say? Mourn with those who mourn, people. Do you not know the word? If you're not a, a football fan, it's okay. Raiders and Chiefs, huge rivalry, has been forever. And uh, my buddy, Todd Wetzel, some of you know Todd, he came down from South Dakota. We met at Arrowhead Stadium. Look at us. Yeah. Yes. I mean, is that not, that's, so we are at the game, and we're like the only, one of the only people wearing silver and black, but we were in heaven. I was like, this is so great, sporting all the colors. We are here. And can I, a tip of the hat, by the way, to Chief fans, okay, because they, they can cheer. I mean, 70,000 people at this game. My ears were ringing worse than a rock concert. The decibel level at one point, 144.2. News, uh, newsrooms and news organizations were reporting that you could hear the stadium all over the city. It was so loud that night. And it was amazing to look around the stadium and see all of the, the, the red and the yellow and, and people chanting in unison words that I would never say from this stage. <laughs> but they're chanting, and it's like they're in unity. And, and I'm not kidding you. There is this sense of belonging. It, it, was, it was amazing. It was very similar to what uh, Pastor Jeff talked about last week when he said being at a concert. You get the same feeling at a concert, this sense of belonging and unity. We're all in this together. But can I tell you that, listen, a concert and a football game can move you. It can move you, but it cannot transform you. That's the difference. The church has the power to transform the human life. God's presence is in this place, which means God's power is in this place. Look at verse 20. Verse 20 says, as he spoke, that's Jesus, as he spoke, he showed them, say this with me, the wounds in his hands and his side, and they were filled with joy when they saw the Lord. Another exclamation point. They're overwhelmed. He was dead. The, the revolution was over. There was no kingdom coming. He wasn't the Messiah that he said he was, and then he was. There he was, alive. There was no denying that he was the Messiah. He was the Son of God. This is why they were overwhelmed with joy. This is a miracle, resurrection power miracle. So what is it right now in your life that seems impossible? What is it in your life right now where you say you need, you need a miracle? Like if God doesn't show up, you're done. There is resurrection power in this place today. Every time we gather in this place, resurrection power is here because the presence of God is here. You've heard me share 
several times about um, when I was a child, I was born completely deaf in my left ear and partially deaf in my right ear. And I went to hearing specialists over and over again and up until about the age of seven. And I'll never forget one Sunday morning. One Sunday morning, I ended up back in big church. But this time I wasn't in trouble. My, my parents believed in the power of God to heal. And so they took me down to the front, and, and I, I knew what was happening because I'd been in big church before, and I, I'd seen this play out before. And they took me down to the front, and I knelt at this old bench, and all of these men in suits gathered around me. It was like something out of Men in Black. I was like, what? <laughs> What's going on? And, 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 and then Reverend Lammers, because back in the day, that's what you called him, Reverend. You called the pastor Reverend back in the day. <laughs> Some of y'all need to write that down. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah. And, and Reverend Lammers took out his, his, his anointing oil, and, and, and he placed it on my, on my forehead. Little seven-year-old boy kneeling at this altar, and, and then he prayed a prayer, and all of these, these, these men and women, they, they placed their hands around me and the weight of it, and, and he prayed. And, and I got up from, the, from that old wooden bench, and, and I went back to children's church. And I was in children's church, and I don't know how to describe it other than tell you that all of a sudden, when I was in children's church, I felt this trickle go down the back of my neck. And suddenly, for the first time in my life, I could hear in stereo. It was like my ears had popped. I mean, God, God had healed my body. And, and what's, what's fascinating about it is, I would have never had the career that I had in radio had it not been for God's miraculous touch on my body. I would have never been able to step into the destinies and plans that he had for me had it not been for his, his healing touch. Resurrection power is in this place. Do you need physical healing? Physical healing is available in this place. We see this in scripture in Luke's gospel, Luke chapter 6. Jesus is at the synagogue. A church service has taken place and there's this guy and he's got this withered hand and he calls him out of the crowd. Can you imagine that right now if I just said, hey, come on up here. That you'd be like, what? This guy comes up to the front and Jesus says, put out your hand. He puts out his hand, and his withered hand is suddenly healed and normal and working. Why do we have stories like that? Because his miracle-working power is still existing today and available to those who desire it and want it. Healing is possible. Do you need maybe mental or emotional healing? Life has just got you all jacked up inside and out, and you don't know which end is up, and... Can I tell you that mental and emotional healing, and we see this in Scripture, Luke chapter 13. Again, Jesus is at the synagogue. It's, it's church. They're having church, and there's this woman there, and she is plagued by this mental disease. It doesn't tell us what it is, but she's having some kind of issues and struggles mentally and emotionally, and she's bent over, and she's been like this for like 18 years. And in that moment, Jesus reaches out and touches her, and it says that she stands upright, healed and whole. This is the miracle working power that is in this place today. Like you can be delivered from depression. You can be delivered from anxiety. You can be delivered from anything mentally that is tormenting you. Power is in this place. We believe in it. Do you need spiritual healing? Spiritual healing is in this place. We see this in scripture, Luke chapter 5. 
Jesus, this time, he's preaching. A church service is going on. It's happening in somebody's house, a little house church going on. Suddenly, the ceiling starts collapsing. They, they look up, and somebody's being lowered on a mat right in the middle of his sermon. Like, you think it's awkward and, and weird when somebody gets up to go to the bathroom in the middle of my sermon, and that's a little distracting. Imagine if the roof gives way. And it does, and this guy comes down in front. He got, Jesus not only heals him physically, but then Jesus says something really interesting. He says, your sins are forgiven. Mercy and grace, never forget church, is a miracle, miracle in your life. It is a miracle that our sins can be forgiven and not remembered. In a moment, Jesus takes them away. Do you need miracle healing power? Now imagine if these people had decided to stay home that day, miss church that day. I I shudder to think, what would have happened if my parents had not gone to church that Sunday? I am so thankful for my parents dragging my butt to church every Sunday because I'm a walking miracle because they did that. I've been around God's people as long as I can know. I've not only had physical healing, I've had mental and emotional healing, and I've had spiritual healing, and it's because of the church. That's why I'm here. That's why you're here. Miracle, healing, resurrection power is in this place today. Don't miss your miracle. Turn to somebody and tell them, don't miss your miracle. Don't miss, don't miss your miracle. So God's presence and power is in this place because God's presence and power is in this place. His peace is in this place. Look at verse 21. He says, again, he said, say it with me, peace be with you. Turn to somebody and help them out a little bit. Tell them, peace be with you. Peace be with you. I love this. This is the second time, second time he had to say it. Why? Again, they're freaking out. They're thinking they're going to be arrested. They think, and, and rightly so, believe that they're probably going to be killed just like Jesus, and he's trying to reassure them in this moment. They're overwhelmed with doubt and fear and anxiety. Come on, they are no different than us. Don't, don't you get overwhelmed? Doesn't fear grip you at times? Don't you have doubts? Don't you have insecurities? Don't you have things, anxiety and things that, that creep up on you? Peace is in this place because Jesus is in this place. And when Jesus enters the room, the atmosphere changes. That's why when you sense his peace, it's, that's what's happening. The atmosphere is, you can't get this anywhere else than here. His peace is here because we are here and he desires to help us. When I was a kid uh, growing up, they actually called this room the sanctuary. Anybody remember that? They used to call it the sanctuary. We call it an auditorium now. I don't know where the word sanctuary went to, but that we called it the sanctuary. And what the word sanctuary meant to me as a kid was no running, <laughs> no hats, no donuts, and no jumping on the pews because we used to have races down the pews. 
after church. My parents, they, man, they were so involved in church. I mean, they, they, I was like, can we not go home? And they never went home. They were always living at the church. And we, my buddies and me, we'd get bored. So we'd start at the back pew. We'd stand up on the top back edge of it. And we would step pew to pew across the top and race to the front. If you fell as a boy the wrong way, you needed the miracle resurrection power of Jesus. So, <laughs> but that's not what sanctuary means. The word sanctuary actually means a place of refuge and safety. A place of refuge and safety. Most of you know that um, I live on 40 acres. Uh, <laughs> if you're new, that makes no sense to you. Because, um, well, I have 40 acres behind me. I don't own it, um, but I've claimed it because no one else has. And I've mowed out a beautiful meadow. And, uh, it's, and so <laughs> I just stake my claim. I'm a sooner. Boom. <laughs> so the deer uh, come up every day. They come up because I put corn out. In fact, this morning, this morning, the deer, this is from this morning. Deer just every day. Some of y'all like, what's this in the back? Doing that rifle. What is that rifle thing you're doing? I don't need to see that. You can't, you can't touch these deer there. Why? Because it's a sanctuary. So I actually go out there with the deer, and it's kind of funny. They kind of like, they, when deer see, they're like, whoa, hey, hey. They do that funky neck thing. <laughs> they, I mean, and, and so they see me, and I go, hey, it's me. And, and it's really funny when I do that. They go, hey, it's cool. It's cool. This guy feeds us. Don't run. Don't run. Because he feeds us. And, and they know that, and so, so, so they stay. Can, can I tell you that this is, this is a sanctuary? You, if you take a notes, write this down. Sundays are a sanctuary. Sundays are a sanctuary. It is a place you don't have to fear. Because when you look up, Jesus is standing there, and he says, hey, it's okay. Let me feed you. Let me feed you. Let me feed you. And you go right down to feeding because all the chaos and all the struggles and all the pain and things that you're dealing with in your life, man, you get to push them back for this hour and experience his peace. Sundays are a sanctuary. Would you stand if you are able? And verse 21, Jesus does this hard right turn. He says, as the Father has sent me, Say this with me, what? So I am sending you. The disciples are like, wait, what? Wait, wait, wait. No, you just got here, and now you, wait, I'm sorry. Uh, you want us, to, you're going to send us out into that? They're going to kill us dead. And he says this. Then he breathed on them, and he said what? Say it with me, what? Receive the Holy Spirit. Don't miss this. This is like an Ezekiel 37 to Isaiah 43 moment that we've been talking about. Ezekiel 37, valley of dry bones. The Spirit of God, what? Was breathed out over the dry bones, and we are moving into our new beginning. This is a new beginning that God is launching the church into, launching the disciples into. And at Core Church, listen, we're not just a Sunday church. We're an everyday church. Because we know we are not the only ones who need hope, healing, peace, and purpose. We know our friends, our neighbors, our coworkers, those people on our campus and our classmates, we see them and we know that they don't have it. I love this. We have these invite cards that we now call encouragement cards. Everybody grab one of these. It's on the seat. Grab it. This, we call these encouragement cards now because that's what it is. You're going to come across people this week 
I encourage you every week to grab one and say, all right, God, who today needs encouragement? Because you're going to come across somebody, a neighbor, a coworker, a class, I don't know who it is going to be. It might be the cashier, and, and you can just tell they're overwhelmed. And in that moment, you can, you can take the card out and you can hand it to me and say, here, let me, let me give you this as a reminder that God sees you. I want to give you this as a reminder that I'm, I'm, going, to be, I'm going to be praying for you. Because this is, this is what God wants for you. And let's, let's, let's make this an, an encouragement card. What's interesting here, the reason Jesus said this is because he knew the temptation of the sanctuary. He, he knew the temptation of the disciples because they, they felt safe behind the locked doors, right? They, that's where they felt safe. It's safe in here. Out there, eh, I don't know, not so much. Anybody here ever been to a safe room, that little crazy game thing, safe room? They have, they have these safe rooms, and it's a little game that you can play with adults. And our staff went to one a couple of years ago, and I was like, this could be cool, man. They take you, and they lock you in a room. And then they got all these different things you got to do to try to figure out how to get out of this room. And I remember going, and we got there, and we got into the room. And the first thing the guy said is, now, if anybody needs an emergency exit, the doors are unlocked. Why, what? I, that took all the fun out of it for me. I said, and so then I found out you got you to decipher all of these clues and all of these riddles, and it's a puzzle that gets you then to the next clue. And then if you can solve that clue, then it goes to another clue, and then you're up on a locker, and then you're down below a desk, and then you're opening up a secret panel on the wall, and the whole time I'm just saying to all the guys that are with me, you know the door's on lock, right? We'll walk out anytime. This is not a safe room. This is not an escape room. This is not an escape room where we come together and we say, you know, once I, once I get all my questions answered, once I get all, decipher all of the clues, once I have a full understanding, then, then, then I'm going to go out. Can I tell you that these doors are not locked. We are living sent lives, sent lives by the power of the Holy Spirit. You have all you need. All, and if you're struggling with that, let me help you. Receive the Holy Spirit. Receive the Holy Spirit. Receive the Holy Spirit. This is all you need. Receive the Holy Spirit. It's all you need. Receive the Holy Spirit. He's all you need. That's it. Receive the Holy Spirit. Come on, somebody. That's all you got, all the power and presence that you need. Receive the Holy Spirit. Receive the Holy Spirit. Receive the Holy Spirit. So what is it you need today? Do you, do you need his, his, his presence? Do you, do you need that suddenly, that, that all the chaos that you could feel? Just that moment of Jesus surrounding you. Do you, do you need his power? Do you, do you need that suddenly miracle-working power? Do you need resurrection power for physical healing, mental or emotional healing or spiritual healing? It's in this place. Do you need peace? Jesus says, receive my peace. We hope the message you heard both encourages you and inspires you. 
Yeah, we'd love for you all to come and see us at Core Church at 10 a.m. any Sunday. And if we can support you in any way or you'd like to get connected with us, there are links in the description below. Thanks again for joining us online.